Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Mind Your Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Shelton. Today, I am on with Rico Macareg. He is the CMO of Stojo, stojo.co. Really cool, sustainable product. Go and check them out after the show. Hey, if you want to pause the show right now and go check them out, do it. Very, very cool product. We get into really building consumer loyalty and forming a brand identity and how important that is for products and for companies moving forward. Really, really interesting conversation. Rico spent time in the Navy, eight years. We talk about the mentality that he formed while there and how that's helped him throughout his career. I, I really enjoyed this conversation through and through, guys. So, you know, stay tuned and enjoy this one. But before we get into that, as always, this show is brought to you by Cave Social. Cave Social is a marketing agency based out of Los Angeles that will help you grow your business online and create content for your social media accounts, run your ads, get that engagement up, those follows, those likes, all the good stuff. So if you're having trouble on social or growing your business online, head over to www.cavesocial.com, hit that contact us and see how they can help you out. All right, without further ado, let's get into this conversation. What's going on, everyone? I am here with Rico Macareg. He is a Navy veteran. He has his MBA from Georgetown. He has spent a ton of time in the marketing industry. He got a really breadth of experience and now is the global chief marketing officer at Stojo Products. Rico, thanks for joining me on the show. Absolutely, Jordan. Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to talk about all things marketing and exciting careers. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about your story. Talk to me, you know, in the Navy and then transitioning into a career of marketing. You know, what are some of the lessons that you took from that time that you apply today? Yeah, absolutely. When I was getting out of the military and transitioning into civilian life, there's a couple of things that I would say that I picked up on while I was in the military. The first one is, is finding people you look up to. And as a military veteran, you know, when you're active duty, there's always somebody that has more rank than you or, you know, higher collar device, if you will. And so you naturally find people in the military that are leaders and mentors of yours. And so what I did when I was transitioning out of the military is I looked for that, whether it was in my personal life or in my professional life. It really helped me in my transition out of the military. I was able to work with some mentors and trusted friends um, who were, had already been successful in the private business, if you will, or civilian life, what we would have called it, who really helped guide me through that transition. And, you know, as you can imagine, I spent eight years in the United States military. So for eight years, I wore a uniform, I gave orders, I received orders. But one thing that's really exciting about military veterans and active duty members is we're very creative thinkers. We're only given a certain set of tools and you're expected to accomplish a mission or a task with those set of tools. And if you don't have the tools necessary then the expectation is, is for you to go out and find a creative way to be successful. And so, you know, I was able to really talk with some mentors and help navigate some of the things that I learned while I was in the military to become an effective leader and a, and a person in business, if you will, which has helped me become a CMO today. There are so many skills that are picked up when I speak with, you know, current and ex-military personnel that they go, oh, yeah, when I was in the military, I learned how to 
prioritization of the most important tasks, for instance, and knowing what I needed to get done first every day. And now I'm applying that in my career. And, you know, I hear it over and over again, and I'm always equally as impressed and fascinated by it every time. So very, very cool. Talk to me now. Okay, you're out of the military. You're in the professional world. How did you stumble into marketing? Yeah, a great question. And, you know, you really hit the nail on the head with uh, military veterans and prioritizing because when you're out there in the field, whether you're on a mission or in a training scenario, you're prioritizing different things, whether they're threats, opportunities, you know. And so we're always, what we like to say is we've got one eye looking five feet in front of us and the other eye is looking 20 feet down the road, you know, always reprioritizing. And so, as I was getting out of the military, and you know, one of my mentors and, and friends, who's been a longtime friend of mine, you know, came to me and he said, I've got an idea for you, and I think this is going to be a great career. And I said, well, what, what do you think that is going to be? Because I spent my eight years carrying guns in combat zones or austere environments, and I didn't want to go back to that. I didn't want to go to the State Department or the CIA or anything like that. And his feedback to me was, you know people really well. You've got a real knack for being able to understand somebody, be able to deliver a message to them that's compelling enough to have them believe you or act on something that you would ask. And he said, that is exactly what a marketer does. Is a marketer works with companies, understands the customer, their wants, their needs, and their behaviors, takes all that information, and then turns around and delivers a message to that customer that is so compelling that gets them to purchase or gets them to, you know, what we would call a call to action, gets them to like, gets them to subscribe, gets them to buy. He said, that's what marketers do. And, and he said, I, I believe that you have that skill as kind of an innate behavior. So I went on my journey as a civilian and joined the Navy Exchange as a regional marketing manager. And part of the stipulation was, is that with this career that I was embarking on, afforded me an opportunity to work in the retail space. So I had to go and learn retail at the Navy Exchange. And the Navy Exchange, for those that are listening that aren't familiar with what a Navy Exchange is, think of your Best Buy, your Target, and your Macy's. Put all three of them next to each other put one big roof over those three buildings, that's what you would find at a Navy Exchange. Is You would find everything you would find in those three stores, but in a Navy Exchange. They're on military bases, and they're tax-free, and they're generally about 20% less than outside retail prices. So I had to go and learn retail, I had to go and learn marketing, and I went to school for nights and weekends for my bachelor's degree to earn a bachelor's degree at a college in California where I was stationed and where I started. So here I am going to nights and weekends classes, working retail, understanding retail itself and learning marketing and PR, you know, and we go back to those skills, Jordan, of the military is in the military, you are hustling. You are working 60, 70, 80 hours a week. When you're deployed, we call it port and starboard, which means you're working 12 on 12 off almost every day. So that type of environment and that type of hustle for me wasn't foreign. And it's something that I continue to bring with me every day as a CMO. Very cool. And it's so powerful. And like you said, when you become conditioned into you, and then now when you're in a scenario and there's, you know, quote unquote pressure, you're like, ah, I know what real pressure is. I've had pressure before. 
okay, let's go. Let's reprioritize. What is our task? What do we have to get done right now? What can we control that's five feet in front of us and what's 20 feet in front of us, like you were saying? So I think that's so powerful and something that the listener can definitely take home to just be like, you know, what's five feet in front of you right now from a business and what's 20 feet away from you right now as a business owner or as a marketer? Talk to me. You're in retail. You do years there. Now you're in Stojo. What is Stojo and... It's a little bit different, but I'm going to let you explain it. Yeah, it, tell me tell me the story behind the company. Yeah, my career has been very exciting from retail to exotic and ultra high-end cars like Lamborghini. I spent some time at Facebook. I spent some time as the head of marketing for Lord & Taylor, which is the U.S.'s oldest department store. And all those great legacy brands have really geared me up and prepared me to where I'm at today, which is Stojo. And Stojo is a global reusable lifestyle brand. And what that means is we make products that make it easy for customers and people around the world to be sustainably focused. But we do it without having to have any type of sacrifice in their life. So I think when people think of sustainability, they think that there's a sacrifice that comes with being sustainable. An example would be is if you were to continue to reuse a certain item that it might not be well made or it might not be made in a design aesthetic that appeals to me. And so therefore those sacrifices would lead me to not be sustainable. But at Stojo, we make products that are beautifully designed. We started with the cup. Our founders started with this idea a couple of years ago that we were gonna make a collapsible cup that was going to be easy to put in your pocket. And when you needed it, you pop out the cup, expand it, and then you can reuse it, refill it and on the go and go on your way, if you will. And now we've expanded into the hydration category with the bottle. So we now have a water bottle, if you will. We've heard from Stojo customers putting beer and rosé and tea and iced tea in their bottle. So we don't judge what you put in your Stojo, we like to say. And then excitingly, we are going into a third vertical for Stojo. And then we are coming out with some really exciting products in late Q3 that'll put us in the food space. So the exciting thing about Stojo is we're creating all of these beautifully designed products that are helping you be sustainably focused without having to have sacrifice in your life. We are in over 40 countries around the world, which is super cool. We have some really great powerhouse brands that we've partnered with. We have brands like Starbucks, where you can go to Starbucks in Asia Pacific and find Stojos that are branded Starbucks sold in their stores throughout Hong Kong, Singapore, China, South Korea, Japan, Philippines. It's amazing. You know, Starbucks is really taking sustainability serious. We are carried in Harrods in the UK. We are carried at stores in the US like Anthropology, Madewell, Bed Bath & Beyond. So some really fun brands that are carrying Stojo and, and it's continuing to grow around the world. But that's what Stojo is. We are, you know, nonchalant, kind of jokingly, we like to say we're the Tupperware 2.0 for cool kids. And we think Tupperware has built a great reuse business and a great brand, but we're just taking it one step further through 2020 and beyond. I'm on the website right now. The product is absolutely beautiful. Listeners, go check it out for sure at stojo.co. Now, okay, we're here. You're at Stojo. You come on as CMO. Now it looks like, and you kind of touched on it, there's a couple verticals, right? You have one with a corporate partnership. So getting in with like a Starbucks and doing Starbucks branded cups and building out those corporate partnerships. But you also have your direct to consumer 
and then getting into retail stores. Talk to me about how you prioritize those channels from a growth perspective. Yeah, great, great question. So, uh, you know, from a pure business and growth standpoint, there are multiple layers that I look at in terms of where do we start focusing our business efforts. The first one is, is your margins, right? So if you're running a business, you want to look at your different revenue streams and what is the margin profile based off of those? Because when I look at our business, we have five different verticals, if you will, and all five of them have different margin profiles. That's the first thing that I look at. The second thing that I look at is uh, market potential. So is there more potential for us to grow in the B2B space? Like you mentioned, the custom cup space, um, which we've done really great partnerships with brands like Facebook, you know, brands like Goldman Sachs, uh, brands like EHE Health um, and so forth. Or do we look at the D2C space? Are there more people who potentially could be buying Stojo's or the wholesale space or international? So that would be the second layer that I would look at for our strategy. And then you have to look at the macro trends, right? So if I would have told you in 2019, Jordan, that B2B space was a space that I was excited about in 2020 and the prospect of building out and growing that for our business, that was something that I could have told you in Q4 of 19 that we were going into. Obviously, we have been hit with the world's largest global pandemic and an economic financial crisis around the world, which has impacted the B2B space. Because if you think about it, you know, brands like Facebook and Google and big uh, Coachella's, if you will, are not looking at doing big branded events anymore. So we've had to pivot our business strategy. And what we've done actually is we've said, okay, well, if we were going to a Facebook and they were having their global partner summit with 5,000 people coming to New York or Menlo Park, San Francisco area, let's now think about this. Everybody's working from home. We've got big companies that haven't had a chance to touch their employees and have a face-to-face, if you will. So now what we're doing is we've pivoted and said B2B is now, let's work with HR partners. Let's work with chief human resources officer of big companies and let's get a love kit together and say, Facebook, let's send Stojo's to all 5,000, 20,000, 30,000 of your employees with a little note of branded coffee cup, a branded water bottle, if you will, and let your team know that you haven't forgot about them. So we've been able to make those pivots and adjustments. And then the same thing goes for D2C as well is you know, during the month of April was very tough for D2C and online business. May was very tough for online business and D2C. We're seeing it come back a little bit in June. And so we've had to make those pivots. And we, what we did is we pivoted from direct paid media to really organic and driving our owned media. So increasing in emails, increasing in organic social, increasing in the ways that we're communicating to your customers in the owned channels. You know, those have been some of the things that we've had to navigate through this. But going back to your original question, the first one is, is we look at margin profile and then market potential. And you always want to start with the data to give you that direction of where you should be looking at growing your business. 100%. Yeah. Very interesting, right? And looking at... I, I like what you said there about, okay, margin and market potential, because it really is allowing you to take insights and then have those fuel your efforts going forward. Now, of course, there's going to be some things that are, I, I hate using, you know, gut feel where, you know, yeah. hey, this is the right thing for us to do. We should be doing it. And the data will follow a lot of times too, when you're a first mover. So, you know, I would still say that we're in the early stages of everybody adopting, you know, sustainable products. It's still very, very, it's good. We're trending that way. You know, we worked with sustainable brands two years ago 
And it was really cool to see all of the companies that were coming forward and prioritizing it. And I think consumers are waking up to that as well. Now, where does Stojo take its position on, I guess, responsibility to educate on sustainability? Great question. And I would say that we as an organization and also as a CMO take education of sustainability as the highest priority for me. And I'll talk to you in this in two different lenses. So one as a business leader and an executive here at this organization is sustainability is our mission. It's core to who we are. Transparency is our mission. It's core to who we are. And so we take it very serious about the responsibility to talk to our customers about sustainability. We take it very seriously to create products that are going to help the world and ecosystem and the environment, keeping sustainability at the forefront of our mission. Um, and, and that's just true to our CEO and co-founder, Jorian Swartz, and our other co-founder, Alex Abrams, and, and kind of why they started this company. Now, from a CMO standpoint, you know, sustainability, what I would say from a messaging and, and the education of sustainability is important because when you are a first mover in the market, when you are something new in the market, education is the first part to awareness. So when you look at that customer journey, customers are going to put you in a consideration set when they have an awareness of you. But in order to get to that awareness point, you have to educate them on what is your product? Why should you engage with them? And why should they engage with you? And with that, with that engagement component comes also the education of the mission of your product, which is sustainability. So we at Stojo, when we're putting out our earned or our owned media, emails, SMS messaging, uh, organic social or paid media, we really have to make sure that we balance talking about Stojo, the product, buying the product, the price of the product, the features and benefits of the product with the mission of the product. So, you know, we talk about sustainability never came so easy until Stojo came around. We know we do some fun word plays about expanding your life and collapsing your footprints, having fun with less, you know, some of our taglines that are really education focused that really drive and ladder up into, you know, the revenue and the commercial components, which is selling products that are going to get people to be sustainable. And, you know, one of the things that I can see from your product, right, if we look at it and go, okay, it's a cup, right? Or it's a bottle. But then it's so much more because it ties into the consumer identity to say, I'm a, I'm a sustainable person. I'm making an effort to, you know, to reduce my footprint and I'm going to buy products that really fit within my identity as the consumer and, and products that not only allow me to live that lifestyle, but also hit me with a positive sentiment, you know, every time I use it to know that, hey, I'm using this cup or this bottle and I'm not contributing to waste, landfill, to emission, et cetera, at the same rate I would be with uh, single-use plastic. So I think, to your point, educating, telling the story through own media only allows you to really strengthen your consumer's identity and allow them to you know, really attach more to the product from an emotional standpoint. It's always been important, but I feel like today when the market is flooded with products, drop shippers, a million things cut, <laughs> all yeah. trying to, you know, infiltrate and get our attention, that really having identity products that resonate, you know, with your consumer and with the buyer personas you have out there is just so important. Yeah, you know, and I think that's exactly it, Jordan. We're, you know, we're building a lifestyle brand here and we're almost building a lifestyle brand where our product is your badge of honor. 
Think about all the loyalty programs that we belong to, Jordan, right? Think about, remember the Starbucks loyalty program when it first came out and what it was to like have a coveted gold Starbucks card? Remember yep. when you spent so much with Starbucks? You got this really cool personalized card with your name on it, etc. And it was a badge of honor. Think about going back in history where... I mean, even in the military, you wear ribbons and medals as a badge of honor. You know, there are other organizations, uh, Girl Scouts, where they offer badges as a badge of honor of things that you've accomplished. Look at frequent flyer programs. When you become a global services or a, or a 1K with United, you get a really special tag to show everybody how much you've flown around the world. But with Stojo, it's exactly that. When you carry a Stojo, it has the utility of the things you need. So hot, cold, frozen. I mean, my team has done like frozen popsicles in their stojos. It has all that utility, but you're sending a message out there to the rest of the world and people are interacting with is your badge of honor saying, I am doing my part to be better at sustainability for the world. And you're almost like, putting it back on the other person that's seeing it and saying like, what are you doing without having to implicitly say it? That's the cool thing about our brand, not to mention the fact the cool design and the sleek look and the color and all the things that our product team does. But we're doing that is we're building ambassadors of the brand and really ambassadors of sustainability. And we're making it cool in a very easy, not sacrificial way. And one, I will 100% co-sign on the cool factor. The product is beautiful. And then two, to piggyback on the psychology, you know, for the listener, there's a reason that when you get a new top line American Express, it's a metal card <laughs> or a black card. It's all about the psychology. They all pay. It doesn't make the coffee any cheaper, yep. right? Yep. Or, but it's to show people, hey, look, I'm part of this. I have enough cred. And that is so powerful to the consumer. And if you can enable the consumer to have that feeling, you're that much further along to building brand loyalty. So I am right there with you. Rico, before I let you go, tell me where people can learn more about Stojo and you know connect with you online if they have any questions. Yeah. Before I answer that, I just want to, answer, or just want to add in one more thing. I remember my first day as the CMO of Stojo and I was coming from Hoboken, which is where we live, going into the office. And I stopped at a Starbucks on my way to work. I pulled out my Stojo cup. And this is the very first day I remember this. And I pulled it out of my briefcase there. It was collapsed, of course. So it's like 1.3 inches, nothing. And I expanded it to the full width and length and height of a Stojo. And just the look of everybody that I had just completed this magic trick was just amazing. And I just felt this rush of excitement and, and you know, very humble to be a part of being able to lead this brand because so many people were like, whoa, what is that? How do I get one? And I was just like, oh, like I just started with this company. I'm the new CMO and here's Stojo, et cetera, et cetera. So it was very cool. Again, kind of tying back into that, bringing customers along and giving them a sense of ownership and proud uh, responsibility to being green for the earth. So cool. I love the story. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. If you want to learn more about Stojo, obviously stojo.co is our website. I love to say we're not stojo.com because we do more with less. We have fun with less, so we don't need the M there. I always love to offer my personal promo code Stojo Rico for 15% off your purchase if anybody wants to listen. Of course, you know, Jordan, thank you so much for having me. And you know, my career, obviously, please add me on LinkedIn. I would love to be able to connect with people. My email address is on my LinkedIn. I am always open to be able to talk to people about marketing, of course. You know, would love to be able to be a part of that and help people navigate marketing, navigate their career. 
But most importantly is keep listening to Mind Your Marketing. Keep listening to this podcast because, you know, you guys are having some really awesome CMOs that have had some great careers. And this is where people can really get the insight and the experience that we as CMOs and other marketing executives have gone through because I want to pass on the information. I want to I want to be able to give everybody as much information as possible to replace me someday because that's the exciting part about my role and what you guys are doing at Mind Your Marketing. That's awesome. And I can't think of a better way to close out the show. So I won't even try. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening. I'm your host, Jordan Shelton, and I'll catch you next time. Um.